Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz, and you are listening to Two Broke Watch Snobs. You have made it to episode 151. Michael, how are you doing? How is you doing? How how do you doing? I'm doing well. I'm getting ready to milk this content a little more. Just to keep things going. I don't know why. I really thought you were gonna say milk this cow. And like I pictured you in like farmer brown like <laughs> denim. Like just sitting on like a little stool with your hand on a cow's teats. Like, I'm ready to fucking do this, man. I'm ready to and it's just that's just an hour and a half of you milking a cow. Yeah. I would only do that in Switzerland. Switzerland? Is it common yeah. to milk do you milk a lot of cows in Switzerland? Are they known yeah, for a cows? Big thing. Yeah, Swiss cheese, Swiss dairy. It's a big thing. I thought it was just watches and chocolate. Well, I guess chocolate's technic- technically dairy. Yeah, you got you got milk chocolate. Do you remember? This is, this is not the content that we're going to be milking. <laughs> Do you milking, remember when we did a Swedish chef joke on air and someone oh, yeah. sent us an email? So, okay, I okay. if anyone in Sweden who listens to this show can correct me, apparently the Swedish chef, who is an American Muppets character, never really made his way uh, to Sweden or for very obvious reasons, is not the most appropriate depiction of what a chef in Sweden might be. But, like, the Swedish chef's a character from the Muppets, and I'm not going to do his voice now because it's horrible, but I did his voice, and someone emailed us, and they're just like, why do you guys think Swedish chefs talk like that? It's like, no, I'm not I'm not inherently a piece of shit. It's my upbringing. Like, it's the <laughs> Swedish chef Muppets. It's, a, it's like a television show character. Do you remember that guy's email? That was a long time ago. Yeah, that, that was a long time ago. <laughs> I'm on the the Wikipedia right now, and the last sentence of the first paragraph is his best known phrase is "bork bork bork." <laughs> yeah, that's not gonna fly anymore. I don't think. <laughs> oh, good stuff. I think we should start good our apologies stuff. pretty early on this episode, so we apologize to everyone in Sweden um, <laughs> who's not heard of the Swedish chef. I didn't know this is just a lovable children's character, man. But here, this is going to be yeah. a lot of fun. I'm sorry, I'm very distracted. This is episode 151. Last episode was our 150. Huge milestone, only possible because of each and every single one of you. To commemorate that milestone, last time, episode 150, we did a huge Q&A special. We fielded you guys for questions. A whole bunch of you guys sent them in on Instagram. We got some emailed in. We got some sent in all kinds of different ways. And so 150, we did a Q&A special. However, you mad horological hooligans demanded more, frothing, chomping at the bit. We want more Q&A. Well, you know what? Michael and I listened to you. Um, we've decided to do Q&A special part two for episode 151. So here's how it's going to work. Um, we're going to do a super quick audio wrist check, and then we're just going to jump into getting through as many of these questions uh, as possible. I will say, Michael, people seem to enjoy our pitch for an erotic complication with the, with the dipping nuts into, like, chocolate. So you dip mm-hmm. the nuts in the chocolate, and then the nuts go on... Uh, just to clarify, I'm not talking about like culinary nuts. I'm talking about anatomical nuts. Uh, you dip them into the chocolate and then you put them on the table, and that it's like a it's like a um, it's like an orological uh, it's like a uh, it's an erotic complication, but it's um, what's the one that chimes? Uh, the minute repeater. Minute repeater. Yes. Yeah, so every yeah. time the balls hit the table, it like <laughs> bing, like it like bing, it like minute repeats. Uh, I think that's a good idea. I think. <laughs> That was the sound of Michael taking off his headphones and firing me, everyone. <laughs> With a sigh of resignating disappointment. <sighs> but here, let's do I'm sorry. Let's do this. Um let's do an audio wrist check. I'm wearing something super, super cool. Uh I've been talking way too much. Do you do you want to start us off with an audio wrist check? Yeah, I'm wearing something that came up um 
in the Q and A part one. Charming bird. And uh, I think it was fra- it was we answered. Is it the charming one bird? watch under one hundred and fifty bucks? Okay, it's not the charming bird. No, that's definitely not. Okay. And <laughs> and this is this is the watch that I suggested. It's the Seiko Flightmaster with oh, the black cool. dial. Hell yeah. Not not the big old crazy one with the alarm and the screw down pushers. Mm. Um, this is the black dial. Actually, let me. That just thing's stop like being what forty one point five or oh, actually no, it's much smaller than that. It's 40, 40 millimeters flat. That's awesome. Flightmaster. Yeah, people forget about this one. Uh, this is the SND two five three P one. Okay. Uh, currently on Amazon for one thirty. Nice. Um, so. Good kind of like straightforward pilot's chronograph from Seiko um, with a cool chronograph complication. Um, yeah, I, I think for uh, for 130 bucks, it's it's one of the best that you can get. How's the and bracelet on that thing? Is it kind of is it, is it what you would expect with like a like a you know um, under 200 dollars Seiko? Yeah, I mean the same people that get upset about uh, like the Jubilee on the on the SKX will probably not like this one. Okay. But it feels more solid than, I mean, it feels about like what you'd find on a 90s Submariner. Well, how big are yeah. those Citizen Nighthawks? They're huge, right? They're 42 millimeters, yeah. I think. But because it's all dial, like there's essentially no bezel, it looks really, really big. And then all of the, uh, like all of the markings for the slide rule just make it. I think it looks very big and crowded. That's always what because I love the I love the Nighthawk. I love what it is for how much it costs. I think it's great, but aesthetically, I've never really jived with it. But after seeing after learning about that Seiko Flightmaster, because obviously people don't talk about that, that 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 watch a lot, and then learning just now that it was forty only forty millimeters in uh, case diameter. That's pretty fucking cool, man. Hundred and thirty yeah. bucks. That's pretty damn cool. And and you know I I would have recommended the <clears throat> Citizen Nighthawk for for that question, yep. but it's a little over. It's currently one eighty on okay. Amazon. Yeah, so it's close, but you know, forties where forties um, where it's at, man. Yeah, I I like this one. Um, uh, I'm thinking about putting it on NATO, but really, I'm enjoying it right now. You can put it on NATO. I won't tell anyone. It's just me and you. <laughs> it's just me. It's just me and you, man. <laughs> Um, they make a blue version as well, uh, so if you like right. uh, blue dial and the, the slide rule bezels, blue and glossy, it's kind of kind of fun watches. Uh, the only the only issue, and I've I've said this before, it's the tiniest crown you will ever use. Oh yeah. Watch. Well, luckily with the quartz, you just you you'll have to what technically activate it once every five, no 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 five times a year or no what is it? Word. Oh, you mean for like the date? And yeah, stuff? for like changing the like actually the, you, the times you'd actually have to engage with the crown because you don't have to wind it, obviously. You know? No, I mean I, I did I did change it for the uh, time change recently, so I had to do it for that. That sucks. Yeah, mm-hmm. the hour. Um, but otherwise, it's a it's a cool watch from Seiko and um, one that's really overlooked and uh, overshadowed by the what is it? The SNA four eleven. Mm-hmm flight alarm flight master which is another flight master but it's a little bit bigger and um it's got an alarm function and screw down everything so what's going to happen in 10 years when seiko starts like reaching into their backlog of, of watches to reissue for ten thousand bucks and like this comes up are people going to love it are people going to be like yeah this is the perfect or like do people going to be like boo 
Because well, we know, got it. Argu- arguably, that's happening. They discontinued one, and now they're going back to it. The Seiko, the new Seiko Alpinist, which is going to be part of the Prospects line. Um, what? And it's going to be re-released really? in a black, white, and green dial. No, so. you're fucking with me. Where'd you learn about this? Who told you? Uh, the Seiya, the Seiya Japan blog. It's a pretty reliable source Seiko. for. It is actually uh, Seiko Alpinist. See what I did there? Alpinist, Alpinist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll just I'll just type that in and see where Google takes me. Yeah, that's going to be uh, coming out. I think early next year. Um, with a Prospects logo, a Cyclops, and I believe a new version of the 6R movement. Probably what we're seeing in like the new Sumos. Um, I'm looking at it now. I think I'm looking at it now. Uh, oh, okay, I see what's happening. If you see a Cyclops... I see a Cyclops. Yeah, yeah you're, you're looking at it. And it's got the X logo at 6. Yeah, people are going to get mad. You know what's um, funny? I get it now. I understand why the X upsets people on my Blumo. I have a Blumo with an X on it, but the thing is, I didn't know what a Sumo was before I saw that, and I'm like, I'm like, Psh, chill out, fucking nerds, just an X. <laughs> and um, but like, I'm seeing this now, and like in my mind, I'm like, why is there an X on my Alpinist? To your pitchforks, gentlemen. Like, I'm like, I get it. Like, I I do understand the the kind of jarring response of like, why is there a fly in my soup? You know what I mean? Yeah. It looks it looks a little weird. Um, Why is it in the process? Kind of, kind of makes me makes me want to like pick up uh, a green one like now actually. How much? Okay, let's do some. I've been I've been thinking about the Alpinist for way too long. You like have. I just I just got to do it. Let's well let's do some conversion JPY to USD. <clears throat> Approximately seven hundred bucks. That's a lot of money. Jesus. Yeah, the, you can still get the original ones if you can find them for what four, three or four. I'm, I mean, I got a Sarp not long ago. Uh, those have been climbing up in price since being discontinued. Dude, why is um, it so expensive? Yeah, I think I think it's gonna have that new movement. The the one that um, the the the, yeah, the, 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 the six R three five. That's it. The one yeah. the new Sumos have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well. Let's see what Probably still comes on. Still comes on dog leather. That's got some. What I can got some dog tell. leather. You have a bracelet option as well. <laughs> the black on the bracelet looks pretty rad. I think the oh, dog leather color. thing makes sense because it's a it's a it's an appropriate use of like if your country's riddled with stray dogs. All right. Yeah. Everyone wins when watch manufacturers utilize dog leather. I want to take this point to just reiterate, it's not dog leather. It's not actually, I mean, they're not like ethically clubbing dogs to death with salami bits in the streets of Japan. It's just a joke that Michael and I make. Um, it's not really, it's not really dog leather. Just to really it's, drive that it's home. Not. <laughs> Let's be clear. <laughs> good, good, good point, Kaz. Just want to, because we might have to new for, listen. For those, that are, for those that are just joining. For, yeah, for those who are just getting the two broke watch knobs and you've never heard the dog leather Seiko up in his joke. Uh, it's not really dog leather. It just makes yeah. you think it's dog leather. Yeah. yeah. So good, man. We got a little off topic. What are, what are you wearing? I am wearing the watch, the latest watch I have in for review, the Limez GMT2. Uh, endurance GMT2. Um, so Limez, probably a lesser known brand, but in all honesty, most everyone is familiar with their 
brother slash cousin brand Archimede. So um, Limez is one of the uh, watch brands under the Ickler um, uh, you know, family-owned operation of watch manufacturers based in Germany. Um, really, really well known, obviously, for doing a lot of their own machining in regards to like cases and I'm pretty sure bracelets and stuff, you know. Um, and they're just known for putting out like a super high quality you know, watch that's it's just interesting because I don't understand why these Limes pieces have never taken off, but my assumption is a couple things. Uh, the Ickler folks slash Archimede, they're probably not working very hard to get this out there. And the other thing, hear me out guys, is, and someone made this comment when I posted a photo on our feed, uh, outside of Germany, the brand name is probably weird. So I'm saying Limes, pretty sure that's how you say it. Uh, in terms of the German word, but if you're you're an English speaker like I am, you're gonna look at the word and it's just gonna say limes, like the fruit. Yeah, just says fucking limes. It's fucking limes, dude. It's like, oh yeah, what are you wearing? I'm wearing limes. You yeah, know? the brand name does not translate over well. Um, it's like me having a brand name that just says radishes. Like, oh, what are you wearing? Radishes. And I, I think I think there are other brands that. Um, face that issue as well there's a there's a friend of the show here uh who works with uh, i think he said he was a japanese photographer mm -hmm. and they were talking about watches and it, he said really no white person in the united states should be wearing a watch that says orient on it <laughs> like, well, that's a fair point <laughs> so, i i mean some some brands uh face that you know today um but definitely limes for, for different reasons. <laughs> just this fucking limes on it. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, I, I can't get, I can't get by that. So I, I understand that comment. Yeah. But the watch is incredible. I mean, um, it's a GMT. It's an, it's an edit GMT. It is the, I had to write it down. Two, eight, nine, three, elaborate, 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 um, 41.5 millimeters, uh, 50 millimeters lug to lug. It's actually super wearable. I thought it was gonna be like weird and um, like chunky and clunky, but no, it's actually it's quite nice to wear. Uh, bracelet's super comfortable. Um, the bezel action is really great. The watch, I mean, the watch is pretty fucking incredible. Um, the price is a little high, I think, especially in comparison to the Archimedes Sport Sport Toucher review which is on the site now from our very own um, Mark Signorelli did an incredible write-up of that watch. Um, the price difference between the two, between this and that, and I would kind of have these as like comparable dive watches, even though this has a fucking GMT hand. Um, yeah. It's probably a difference of like three or four, no, four or 500 euros, and that's because the Archimedes Sports Toucher uses a Salita movement. This has the Eta, you know, Elabor, Elaboré movement or whatever, you know, so... That's my like. That's like my 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 initial reaction because this thing is like fifteen hundred euro on a bracelet. Wow, which it's isn't cheap. It's not cheap. The problem is that's in a in a price range where you're competing with a lot of other brands that people are probably more familiar with that don't have fruits on the dial. You know, <laughs> so it's just um, it's just interesting. But my experience so far with this thing has been pretty fucking incredible. I did some fun. Uh, story segments with it the other day in animal kingdom that that was cool yeah saw those oh cool 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 bracelets a lot of fun so yeah keep an eye out for a review on the site but um here let me see if i can you want to do some orological AS asmr with me mm -hmm. 
Mm. <laughs> oh, you oh, nailing me. Let me put it back. I got to put it back to the 12. I'm going to have a heart attack. Um, yeah. Definitely enjoying this watch. Keep an eye out for the review. And do check out um, Mark Signorelli's Archimedes Sports Toucher Review. Uh, he has probably one of the coolest photos I've seen on our site in a long time. He has the watch on like ice, like on the top of like a frozen like puddle. And like yeah. the watch is just on top of the ice, but then behind the ice you see like, you know, some bubbles, but also like leaves. It's really fucking cool. You know? But Good yeah, stuff. That's 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 what I'm wearing. Um here, man, let's do this. You wanna you wanna do you wanna do you wanna kick off this QA special mm-hmm. part two to celebrate reaching our one hundred fifty episode milestone? Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, I think we I think we picked a question to to start with. <laughs> do you want to read it? Yeah. Okay. So just so here's the rule. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna say who this question comes from, and then we're gonna read the question, and then we're gonna answer it. We're gonna try and get through as many of these Q and A uh, uh, Q A's as possible. Um, people asked us about TBWS stuff. People asked us about like urology stuff. People asked us about non watch stuff. So it's really a lot of fun. But here, Michael, you 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 jump into it. Read read this question from TikTok F stop. The best watch to fill a pillowcase with for the purposes of beating someone. Asking for a friend. <laughs> Just to clarify, he's asking for a friend, guys. All right. So it's so it's okay. So it's okay. So it's okay. <laughs> I have an answer off the top of my head. What's your answer? Do you remember the Rainbow Invicta that I reviewed? Oh. <laughs> that hands down is probably the best watch. Listen, man. If you're in a pinch and you have to and you have to quickly cobble together an implemented melee for one for for one die four, you get a pillowcase and you fill that son bitch with a bunch of motherfucking rainbow invictus, dude. You you can take down walls with and that. You can thing. probably buy those in bulk. You so can you probably can... <laughs> right. a a crate of rainbow invictus. Here's fifteen dollars. I'll take a crate of these fucking rainbow invictus. You know what the funniest part about that watch is, Michael? What? I still have it. Oh. <laughs> I, you didn't bury it in the backyard? <laughs> I don't know. No, it's like a cursed monkey next paw. To the family I, I, dog? I, 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 I throw it out my window and I wake up the next morning and it's on my chest. Like, it's it's with me forever, man. The only way for me to get rid of it is if, like, someone's like, oh, I want that. And, like, I'll try and warn them. No, but, sir, you don't understand. It's like, I want that. And then I give it to them and then it's their problem. You know what I mean? Oh, boy. That old chestnut. But, yeah, I still have the watch. So that's my answer. My answer, TikTok F-stop, to the question of what is the best watch to fill a pillowcase with for purposes of beating someone. I think that Rainbow Invicta, to, to, to clarify, it is the Rainbow Invicta Bolt Quartz 25552. 25552. Um... You can check out the review on our site <laughs> of it. I like my photos of that watch. I think they came out pretty good. Yeah. I I What's took a more I, I took a more like corrupt Saudi prince prince approach. Ooh, okay. Um and you know, in case he wants to make one of his wives disappear in the meantime. <laughs> Jesus um, <laughs> like you do. I don't know I don't know if you can buy these in bulk. Um but my initial thought was something in white gold. So oh, I, okay. My it's heavy. pick is the my pick is the meteorite dial uh GMT Master 2 in white gold. <laughs> oh my so god. I just not, imagine a pillowcase filled to the brim with this. Not only are you a Saudi prince exercising your 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 incorrect right to do away with spurious spouses, you are yeah. also hanging orological watchdog. Right? right? Because you know a Rolex is basically a, a Casio for those guys. Oh my god! Especially one in one white gold, whatever. 
That's so I think I do enjoy our picks because they are probably on the complete opposite end yeah. of the spectrum. <laughs> but yeah, great question, TikTok. As, up. as the church bells begin. You can hear the church. Okay, I just want to make sure you can still hear the church bells. Um, I'm going to the ne- to the next slide. Uh, just to confirm, I'll read this first tile here just to confirm that we're on the same one, but also just because it's not a question. Uh, from our, our very own good friend, OG TBWS GTS Derek, he says, congrats, guys. Here's 250 more. And then some cheer signs. So thank you, GTS Derek. Michael, you're on that slide too, right? I don't think so. Okay. Um, so when you were on the other one with TikTok F-stops, I went left. Oh, you went left. Yep. Okay. Because that's going to keep us in. Because so so. Okay, I, I see you. Yeah, I see yeah. You. We had questions from the first episode 150 where we did this, and we didn't get to a shit ton of them. And then in preparation for episode 151, I got a bunch of more questions from you guys. So Michael and I just had to coordinate where we're looking, and we didn't feel these. We're doing these in real time. You know what I mean? We didn't. Uh, we didn't really plan which one of these we're going through. So we're just doing this in the moment with you guys. So um, GTS Derek, thank you. Says congrats, 150 more. Uh, let me see here. What's good on? Oh my god! Look at the one below. GTS Derek's. Do you want to go? Do you want to do that? I don't think I can answer that. What watch would you <laughs> sell out your co-host for? I don't sell you out. How? Um, I don't know. Let's okay. So let's let's create let's create the narrative here. You would sell me out by somehow finding a legal loophole to sell TBWS for like a million bucks where I get like you Zuckerberg me you know what I mean I, Zuck, you, I Zuckerberg you and then I, I, I buy a watch to celebrate yes <laughs> so in this what watch, universe, so let's 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 re-edit this what watch would you Zuckerberg me for <laughs> oh man oh, dude <laughs> and I won't be offended in this in, in the spirit of of, of 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 deuce broke watch knobs I will not be offended um the white ceramic AP perpetual calendar that just came out, the one that just got announced, or a different one. I th- I think that one was not just they just announced a platinum one. Oh, but, but, but of now course. there's one in white ceramic, maybe. Ah, <sighs> okay. Let me Google the watch. That's gonna sound my death knell. Uh, what is it? It's just the Royal Oak white ceramic. I think if you just type that, it'll. And just to be clear, I would not do this ever. <laughs> I, I can see this. I feel this, awful. I feel very dirty. I, feel, I know. I trust me. I, I totally understand. You know what's funny? I could see, you know, I could see wearing this a stormtrooper if you won the lottery. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's something very storm. I think that's why I'm attracted to he it. He could wear it over his arm and be like, yeah, guys, I don't have to be here, but I want to be here. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh I think you. I think you'd sell me out for the uh, one of those crazy clown watches, those Russian ones. I don't. I'm not as enamored with those Konstantin Chaikins as I guess I should be. You know. <laughs> um, let me think. What would I? What would I sell you out for? Oh. <laughs> Just to clarify. This I, is... I answered. I answered. Now you have to. No, no, no. I'm trying to think what a good answer would be. Here's here's what it is. This is a watch that it's not like a. This is so impossible for me to get that I think this is a great choice. I would sell you out, Michael, for a <laughs> sorry. <laughs> for a, a a prototype, not production version, pre-gen one Vostok Amphibia. Oh. Like when they were testing those shit out and people were dying wearing them. 
you could somehow get me one of those. Damn. I'd go for it. I mean, you, you'd probably be in some dealings with like, like oligarchs at that point. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm in the at that point. I'm in the lifestyle. I'm putting, I'm putting, cav- <laughs> I'm putting caviar on my toast every morning with peanut butter. You know what I mean? At that point. Did you say caviar and peanut butter? Yes. <laughs> I need protein, Michael. I need my, <laughs> need my uh, morning protein and complex carbs. So peanut butter, mm. honey, honey, bread, and then caviar just to kind of you know put the put the breakfast feather in my cap, man. Be one. Beautiful. So. Great. Qu- hold on. Let me see who. Uh, that was a great question. Gelato, gelato, gelato Manser. Our very good friend Gelato Manser, who I think may have had a question last week as well. So you would sell me out for this Royal Oak white ceramic, and I would sell you out for a pre Gen 1 prototype version of the Vostok Amphibia. Bam. You'd have to claw it off the skeletal, like remains of like a diver in the Balkans. Like, 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 you know what I mean? That's not. Because you can probably go on eBay and like do a Google search and someone will be like, oh yeah, it's Gen 1, Vostok Amphibia. But like, it's probably, it's probably not, man. You know, like <laughs> I want something that I 100% know. Hasn't been frankened, none of that shit, you know? Yeah. Nice. That would be fun. Uh, let me see here. Do-do-do. What about the question next to it? Pretty straightforward from a good friend of the show as well. Uh, let me go back. Um... Michael, please don't ever Zuckerberg me. Now I'm really worried you're gonna Zuckerberg me. Wait, I think I, I think I lost. Oh, did you lose it? Um, oh, okay, okay. T uh, from about the two years, yep. two plus years. Yep. I think we answered something like this last week, though. Okay, let's skip it. Let's skip it. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> what about the one right beneath Gelato Manser? That's actually interesting. This is actually a pretty good one from Dave underscore CYR. What up, Dave? Maybe Dave, sir. Um, are there any good classes you can take to learn more about urology or watchmaking? A great um, question, actually. Doesn't 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 the time zone guy still have that online course or whatever? I'm not sure about time zone. I, I think actually I would I would say check a lot of like community colleges in your area. Mm-hmm. You might be you might be surprised. Um, I know we're kind of spoiled here in in Seattle because we have like a like a dedicated like watchmaking institute here. Um, you have one of the Swatch ones, right? Or no? No, I have a Swatch no, one in Miami. Have, I have the, I have the Nicholas yeah. Hayek School of, of Reach Arounds or whatever the fuck it's called here in Miami. I don't know what you guys have over there. Yeah, this is this is a different one. Um, our very but, good friend didn't didn't Dick, didn't didn't Nick Harris go there or go through that yep. program from Orion Watches? Yeah, yeah, he went he went through the program, wrapped it all up. Um, you know, took everything that he learned and uh, applied it to to his brand and what he's doing. Um, you know, right now, so yep. that's pretty cool. Also, man, um, like YouTube videos, I I've yes. learned I've learned casually so much more about watchmaking um, by watching the spencer klein Psychoholic channel yeah uh although it's not really a dedicated um like watchmakers channel like where you learn stuff i mean but like he he really goes over the basics and has these long form videos where he overhauls like a seiko um and he's pretty much like completely self-taught so, yeah uh the way the way at which he approaches um the fundamentals is, is pretty cool and straightforward 
I will also if so so yeah YouTube's obviously a great um, you know resource and then uh, also just checking uh, uh, so what was the first thing you said like um, like any independent courses you could take at like a community college or something like that yeah there might be some hell yeah I, I think I feel people have found that also I would like to mention just give a shout out to this if you're interested specifically in Soviet urology just because we're on the Soviet train right now um, there's a YouTuber who's probably I've learned so much just about Russian movements from this guy, and it's also just very entertaining to watch his videos. He's not very well known. I've mentioned him on the show a few times. His YouTube channel, it's called Rat Faced Git. Yeah. <laughs> you remember this guy? I talked about him before. Yeah. Um, what he does is he takes apart um, a lot of really classic like Soviet movements, um, takes them apart, services them, so like, I have, I'm on his... Pay, he hasn't updated in two years, so I'm assuming he's not doing very well. But I'm looking at it right now. He have, he's taking apart a 2209, uh, Slava 2356. That's not a very common movement. And so, oh, he's all, he also has non-Soviet uh, stuff on here. He's got a Mako he's fucking with as well. Um, really, really cool, really detailed videos. Um, his narration is also great because um, he's very like self-deprecating but not in like an attention-seeking way, but in like a you're really kind of concerned for him way. He's like, oh, I'm just such a such a knucklehead. Everyone's always right. I can't do this. And it's just like, dude, like it's it's okay, man. It's not like, you know, attention-seeking self-deprecation, which is what I do. Uh, <laughs> that guy, that guy's sad. It's really great videos. <laughs> so check out Rat Face to Git. Uh, you learn a lot about Soviet urology and also just like, you know, basic mechanics of like gear train and power dispersion and and then and, and, uh, things like that so yeah great great question if anyone else has any uh, uh, other um ways that um you know any good classes that one can take whether online or in person to learn more about urology and watchmaking give us uh give us a holler cool so i, I hit left again uh okay i hit left again Okay, let's see. Um, you want to take a top top right? One that begins with SP, the user? Yep. Oh, geez. Okay. Uh, Non-watch question from Space Frog 1987. Space Frog 1987 is asking, where on Long Island did you live? I'm from the island myself, uh, so that I guess is aimed at me. I spent ten years on Long Island. All right, let me see. Um, I spent four years in Hempstead. I did my undergrad work at Hofstra University there. Then I spent two years in St. James, further east on Long Island. I was um, I was going through the grad school program there uh, at Stony Brook, and then I spent another few years. Uh, my last few years um, on the South Shore in Amityville, um, and I miss it. I miss the long. I miss Long Island a lot. I met my. I met my wife. I met my wife while we were at Hofstra, and so you know we always have pretty fond memories when we think back to uh, think back to good old Long Guy Land, as it's, uh, <laughs> as it's supposed to be pronounced from those in the know. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, Hem- Hempstead, St. James slash Stony Brook, um, and then the South Shore over uh, at Amityville. Good times. Nice. Let's see, who else do we got on here? Ba, 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 ba. Oh my god. What about the one right beneath that? Do you remember when we talked about this? Or should we just give that? I don't remember when we talked about this. Ah, okay. That's all good. Um, <laughs> what about under that one? 
will oh well is that in reference like to the specific number that we've mentioned in the past i think so yeah let's do it you want to read it so this is from basically the username is out of time out of um, out of tim three that's what it says out to of, me out of tim three uh will tbws ever change their watch budget stipulations so that's um, an interesting question because yeah just for reference we've always tried to really focus watch reviews on watches as close to that one thousand dollar mark as possible or like not to go too over that one thousand dollar mark right yeah um we have some reviews on there now that are over the one thousand dollar mark but not like not like incredibly so so like off the top of my head um there's a manta write up your manta review um I mean, uh, we've. I, I think there's actually, other ones. There's other ones. I'm trying to think of the very first time a watch made it to the site that was like, was it the Air King? That uh, Greg. That was over a thousand bucks. I mean, pretty sure an Air King is over a thousand. No, 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 it is, it is. But I think the first time was honestly the Orion. Uh, oh yeah, what was that Orion that he did? The diver with the curved. The, uh, the, case calamity. the calamity. The calamity. I think the calamity yeah. was probably. And the thing is, like for us, that wasn't so much about the price. It was about how fucking awesome that thing was. Yeah. So I, I think I think we have definitely uh, changed it to be a little more inclusive of different price ranges. Um, and I think the podcast is really about value um, in in any bracket. Um, you know, we're not. <laughs> we're not like going around looking at perpetual calendars for like 50 grand and saying like, wow, what a deal. What a great but, deal. I, I, I mean, hate that <laughs> in, in a certain context, I suppose it could be a good deal for someone. Um, yeah. If you're, if you're beating mistresses to death with sacks full of white gold meteorite dialed Rolexes. Yeah, sure. I mean, if a fucking steal, I guess, if, you know, if you, if you come across a 5970 for $50,000, I mean, you better fucking buy that. Um, but you know, most people don't even know what that means. I don't, and, and folks aren't aren't regularly looking. Um, and and I, I think that that the individuals who are looking for um, deals in that space probably know that they need to pay well above uh, retail. So yeah. So to so to, to answer your question, I think um, I think we're okay going over that doing reviews on the site about that one th- or around that $1,000 mark if it's something that's honestly noteworthy that actually is like really fucking cool um, or if it's something that we feel it's important for you guys to be informed about because we're always talking about being a mindful collector um, creating and catering a thoughtful collection not just buying things for the sake of like consumption but trying to be expressive with the watches you collect. And part of that means being informed. And being informed means understanding what's really out there, you know? Um, yeah. And I think as long as we talk about everything or talk about stuff that's out there, but from a way that you would only hear from it from TBWS, then I think that's I think that's fine. And my, that's Michael and I always do try and put our own spin on something that makes it to the site that um, is quote unquote expensive, especially in like press releases. You know what I mean? Um, I think we've been pretty... Yeah we've been pretty clear with some of our opinions on things that we create uh, press releases for and stuff. So um, yeah, I mean, great question, you know? 
Nice. Yeah. Um, let me see. I'm hitting left. Okay. Um, Which one made you chuckle? Let's do that one. I, I, I want to take this one on. How come you're not reviewing the watches you get on YouTube? And this is from Lucas... Borba Cravo. Borba Cravo. Um, Barbacoa. Be, because, <laughs> sorry. Because because it takes a shit ton of time. It's a lot of time. It's a lo- yeah. it's 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 a, on top of everything else where we're doing we're working with our contributors to get stuff on the site. Michael and I ourselves getting stuff on the site and getting stuff on the site is encompassing of working with brands to get watches in for temporary reviews, writing, researching, photography, SEO in addition to that, making sure the website's always up and running. In addition to that, we're doing all the stuff for Instagram. Um, which has a bunch of little stuff things in it. And then on top of that, we're also doing stuff for this, what you're listening to right now, the podcast, on top of our fucking day jobs, which are quite demanding. Um, and being husbands. Being husbands, <laughs> having people in our lives who love us or something. You know, it's um, it's just time. That's, yeah. that's, that's the biggest thing. I, 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 I don't think it's a technical issue or a know-how issue. It's just, it's just time. Um, what I want... And and, and 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 I mean, Lucas Barbacoa brings up a really good point. Like it's something that we sh- should work harder on. I know on my end, what I want to start doing is the second I get a watch in for review, I think I won't do video. Not uh, for for review. I won't do video reviews. I might do like video unboxings and video first impressions. Because I think yeah. in terms of planning, that's way more straightforward. I don't have to get you know you know what I mean. I don't have to like think too much about that i'll just unbox it in real time and just share my my thoughts in media's in media rests just just like just spewing shit just just like saying like oh this is this this is how it feels first impression and that can be like like a seven or ten minute video of that whole um process you know and uh, i i hope that would satisfy the folks that want us to be more active on youtube because um, we we want to be active on youtube it's just it's just time yeah so lucas barber code answer your question it's time man I'm sorry, I can't say your last name or whatever that word is. <laughs> Barbacoa. Barbacoa. So good. So delicious. Right? <laughs> oh, boy. Let's see. What else is on here? here we go. Um, I think we've talked about the person right beneath it. I think we've mentioned that before, or especially in the last episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you want to take the one to the left? Of that one? Yeah. From okay, so this one comes to us from nineteen like clockwork eighty seven. So I guess what he's done is he's taken his birth year nineteen eighty seven and he's put the word like clockwork uh, like between clockwork. it. So it's nineteen like clockwork eighty seven. Uh, what do your friends think about watch collecting as a hobby? Well, Michael is my only friend. What do you think about watch collecting as a hobby? <laughs> I'm. <laughs> I, meant, I meant the the other question from that same guy, <laughs> but just above. Um, ah, which we can which we can also do. But what do your friends think about watch collecting as a hobby? Uh I think I think the people that I encounter, um, you know, some friends. I have a couple of friends back in Miami that that know that I I do this kind of stuff, mm. and I mean they're like lukewarm about it. It's just. It's just something weird. I, I think watch collecting in a lot of ways still has a ton of luxury 
connotation behind it. <laughs> yeah. So I think I think when you tell people, uh, and and I have some friends and family that know I do this, and I think they get the wrong idea about it. I think they're like, oh, like he's into showing off wealth or like spending money frivolously. Um, yeah. So and it, and it's it's unfortunate. I think a lot of people don't. Um, understand that there's like a historical allure to collecting at times oh yeah Um, like uh there's kind of a yeah there's there's a lot more behind watch collecting than um like the money aspect when i tell people so so when i tell people um you know uh i collect watches or i do a watch you know podcast and all stuff like that i get i usually i usually get these two questions and i've been asked these two questions the most the first one is how many watches do you have? Which I think is yeah. is 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 kind of in the same family as your point of people immediately assuming it's like a luxury thing, like oh, because that's you know what I mean. Because that's also that's also like the generic idea of when someone says I'm an X Y Z collector, they're like, oh well, how many X Y Zs you know do you have? Because that's how you can kind of denote yourself as a collector by your volume of the thing you collect, which is not true. I mean, yeah. Excess does excess does not make a collector, in my opinion. Uh, the second question I usually do get asked is, oh, "Okay, well, how nice is a Rolex?" Which is a compli- <laughs> which is a complicated question because, in terms of a in re- okay, if you're speaking in regards to the reliability of a consumer product, Rolex is pretty fucking incredible. Yeah, I mean, definitely. It's in terms of the whole fucking world of consumer products, it probably. I would put Rolex up there with a lot of like crazy things that like you would not think are necessarily quote unquote. This is gonna sound ridiculous. You could say Rolex is a buy it for life piece. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a Honda Civic. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. But with like a Ferrari uh, price tag. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, but so that I I tell them that like in terms of consumer goods, it's probably one of the most um, reliable and trusted things you can get. However, if you were looking to make a watch purchase that was expressive of something that was special to you or something you know within your own taste, there's probably better things or more appropriate things you could spend your money on. That's the reality, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Good. Good question. So yeah, I I didn't realize you wanted me to read the other question. Do you want to go through the other question that 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 our friend. 19 like clockwork 87 submitted no it's okay he got he got one you got i'm 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 hitting left again and i'm noticing that we're like oh we're starting to scrape what we yep we finished off. so let's go to the new batch let's go to the new batch so we completed the questions we got for episode 150 and now let's open so the one i opened is uh, the user's first letter here is p yep cool so let's yeah. see. What, anything good on it? I love the one next to it from one of our fucking contributors. Thanks, guys. You could have just asked us in Slack. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Do you want to take his? Trapped in the dystopian world of Blade Runner, what 1980s digital would you have? That comes to us from Griffin Watches. Thanks, Baird. That's Baird, um, right? Yeah, it's Baird. Yeah, jerk. I would just slack it to us, man. <laughs> Taking up airtime. <laughs> That's a good I, question. It's a good question. I'm fucking around. What would you choose? You know, just because it's a lot of a lot of digital's are kind of um, uh, 
they try to like make them look look super nice. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of those those digital ones. I, I'd probably pick the. Um, I, I'd pick that Ghostbusters one that Seiko did. I think that'd be kind of fun. Which one was that? Um, I don't know the model, but it's Seiko Ghostbusters. It's the Seiko M five sixteen. Oh, okay, Seiko. It's uh, it's a. You can record stuff. This on is it. cool. I like this. And it just feels kind of. It feels kind of Blade Runner. I like this one. Because Blade Runner, the whole idea, I suppose, behind like the set and the setting is that it's it's well into the future, but things look very rough yeah. still. So this this watch is digital but not overly refined. It's like really clunky and weird looking. So I'd probably go for something like this. That's a good one. I'm slacking you my choice just so you can see what it looks like. My choice for, let me find out what the actual what question was. Oh my was. gosh. Yeah. Well, talked <laughs> we've, talked, we've talked about this watch before. So my choice for 1980s digital watch, which watch would I have? It is the very lesser, seldom known, not really around anymore, Soviet Electronica one. <laughs> Just to clarify, it looks like it's from Battlestar Galactica, which is fine. Yeah. So it's um it's a big hunky metal case and the watch doesn't look like it's turned on, but then when you hit a button, all it does is it gives you a readout of the time in like red LED. It's very cool. But I like this watch a lot because it kind of fits into that vibe that you were talking about where futuristic but still kind of scruffy. Like this thing looks like it was found. You know what yeah. I mean? Or like excavated. So I uh, I like this watch a lot. I think in the world of vintage digital watches, um, these Electronica, the whole Electronica line that the Soviet watch industry tried to do to compete with like Casio is very very interesting um and this the, some of these first iterations these electronica ones are, are a lot of fun so this is the one that i would pick it's it's electronica with a k like yeah. you, like you do e-l-e-c-t-r-o-n-i-k-a that battery life probably lasts forever i don't know if you like push the button only when you like you only see the time when you push the button i don't so. know what the battery life is on these fucking things but yeah i don't know maybe so that right. that, that that's my choice Great question. Uh, Let's see here. How long? What is it? <laughs> Just I, two ticks. Yeah. How long? How long does a lingering hug have to be before it becomes awkward? So just, uh, just, just, just to clarify, just two ticks. You're very lucky. You've gotten two questions answered uh, during our <laughs> Q and A episodes, but that's fine. We love you. Because uh, I think he asked another one on 151. So how long does a lingering hug have to be before it becomes awkward? So it's it's a difficult answer because I think a lingering hug is awkward after you said what you needed to say. So if I'm hugging you, Mike, and I'm like, and I'm like, hey man, have a great flight. It was great to see you. If I don't stop hugging you after I stop talking, it's awkward. So it depends. 14, 14 seconds. So 14, oh, did you, did, you just, did you just time how long it take me to say? No, I just I called that a number. Just arbitrary number, 14 <laughs> seconds. I think it's contingent on, the, on your message. Yeah. Yeah, context is a big thing here. Yeah. Um like you know, if if you're if you're speaking with your with a buddy of yours and it's like, "Hey man, I I like banged your girlfriend." And then you <laughs> like hug four, and then you hug it out you hug. for 14 seconds. That's all. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it depends. So that's the answer. <laughs> also, sub sub answer, you need new friends, man. If that happens to anyone, it's like, hey man, just so you're like aware, I, I totally banged your girlfriend. Let's let's hug it out. And like man hug with like a with lots of backpacks. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, the the backpacks don't make that better. Yeah, no. Uh, if anything, it's worse. It just really depends. Uh, so context I think is the uh is the the, the reality there. Uh, let's see here. But 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 what about like right? The- Right yeah, right below. It? Yeah, yeah. I, I'll, I, I shall read that one. Um, this comes to us from our very good friend. This is my watch with periods in between. So this period is period my period watch. Uh, worst watch strap style. I have an answer. But I think we both might have the same answer. Really? Okay, you say yours. The bund. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> so here's what's complicated. I think the bund. It's it's B U N T. NDT? Hold on. Oh, I Bunt. 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 Yeah, Bunt and Strap. Um, it's I thought it was Bund. Uh, who knows? B, I have no idea how the fuck to say it. It's B-U-N-D-T. That's what I... Or B-U-N-D. So, Bund Strap. So, the Bund Strap is basically... It's like... Hold on, my cat's here. My love. I have... Daddy's, daddy's working. Okay. Like, why would you constantly want to look like you're a Nickelback? <laughs> With, like, your... I feel like it just, it's like, basically a leather anything? it's a leather like Kevin Sorbo bracelet from when he was Hercules okay it's Dude. a leather bracelet ugh, fucking cat that you put a watch on on top of so this is this is a difficult one for me because I recognize this is probably the worst strap style on earth however I think that my Vostok amphibia to no case, my cushion case will only look good on a bunt strap. So I secretly really want one, like a le- I I know Michael, like a leather like a leather bunt strap. But I do agree that um, if you want to join Nickelback, this is the fastest way. Yeah, just get yourself a PRS if they're still playing PRS. <laughs> get yourself one of these bunt straps. Doesn't matter what the watch is. Doesn't have to be a working watch, and then you're fucking good to go. Yeah, could be a watch made out of fucking Jello. You know what I mean? As long as you're wearing the bun strap, the Mark Tremonti. I also, I also, I don't know why I associate these with Mark Tremonti. I have no idea. <laughs> Great guitar player. I, 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 underrated. Question, questionable style. Yeah. What what, did, what what watch does he wear? Mark Tremonti. Not net worth. I don't care about his net worth. Mark Tremonti watch. Probably the only person to ever fucking type this in. No, I don't want to. I want to watch Mark Tremonti video. Oh my gosh. Fuck you, Google Bert update. Watch wristwatches okay I fucking give up uh, but yeah the answer that both of us shared was the bunt bunt style strap I'm going through these these other ones did you go right um, I went right yeah. okay good so let's see here oh this one from with the blue logo with the first letter G is interesting but it might be a bit of a long answer yeah that's that's like an episode it's a whole, it's a whole episode um uh, what about <laughs> Right under that. It's a quick one. <laughs> Go for it. You read it. I read the last one. <laughs> from <laughs> from Jacob Ebbs. Uh, do you guys have a? <laughs> do, do you guys have a? Do you guys have any fancy ass clocks? <laughs> I just like that you have to read this in a certain cadence. Uh, do you guys have any fancy ass clocks? Or just stick to watches. You know what I love about this question? This is the exact type of question I would get in the line, like, in, in like a deli line on Long Island. 
And like, I'm talking to my friend. I'm like, yeah, man, I just got this new Seiko, blah, blah, blah. And the guy goes, you guys just have, you know, do you guys have any fancy ass clocks? It's just watches. You know what I mean? Like, it's very much like a rando, like, what is the, I don't understand what the problem is. I don't, I don't, it's just I don't watches any, and the clocks, too. I don't have any fancy ass clocks. I don't have any fancy uh, ass clocks either, but my wife and I are looking for one. Like, okay. we, like, we want to get like a wall clock to put in our bedroom because we implemented a new rule of no cell phones in bed because. It was just also distracting to have like screens in our face just before we went to sleep and like every morning we would wake up and the first thing we did was we would check our phones and like I hated that. Like that sucks, man. You know what I mean? I want to wake up in the morning and like say good morning to my wife and then go and make breakfast. I don't want to be like, I need to check my magazine. You know what I mean? Like so, um, so, but that created the interesting problem of we don't know what fucking time it is when we wake up in the morning because we wake up and we check our watches or we check yeah. our phones. Um, so we want to get like a like a, a fancy ass clock, according to Yakov Yakov Ebbs, uh, put that on our wall. So no, but me eventually yes. <laughs> so I, I picked that one. What 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 do you got? Uh, oh, for God's sakes, the neckbeard got a question, but I don't know how to answer it. So I'm gonna read it, and then you're gonna have to answer it, Michael. Okay. <laughs> so, I can't do the voice. No, you don't have to do it as the voice. Listen, guys. Okay, when. Okay, the Nor- Okay, I'm just gonna read the question. Some spark, sparky man, Willie. He says to the no- to the orological next beard, coaxial omega caliber twenty five hundred or master chronometer eighty five hundred. Guys, I think you're confusing me for a real watch collector. Okay, I don't know what any of those words mean. Michael, I, Michael, what do those words mean? I'm not even into omega enough to the point where I know the difference between those. Um, <laughs> Sorry, the, you know the attractive, the attractive, uh, you know, young lady at the bar is not gonna, is not gonna. What's gonna know. make her panties drop, Michael? I think that's the big question here. It's it's gonna make no difference to her. <laughs> she's gonna mace me no matter what the fuck I'm wearing. All right. <laughs> she's gonna she's gonna snarl in and in, in, in revolting disgust, mace me, and then leave with someone much more attractive than I. Coaxial twenty five hundred is that before they did the Meta certification? Again, I think, I think you're confusing me for a real watch collector. Yeah, I think whichever one of those is has that certification because I think that's pretty cool that Omega does that. Now do it in the neckbeard voice. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's one of my new TVWS goals to somehow get you to do the neckbeard voice. I we got to be recording at like three p.m. my time. Where I can actually like crack a bottle of wine open, because <laughs> if I was liquid that, courage nine thirty right now, I can't. I mean, I guess I could, but you know, my wife might worry. <laughs> Obviously, the answer was the coaxial Omega Caliber twenty five hundred. There's no competition, guys. <laughs> Please, fucking. You want to talk about neckbeards, Michael? Neckbeards have ruined everything. For me, I had to get new cat food this morning, and the one I was getting before was discontinued. So I'm like, okay, let me go on Reddit and see if Reddit has like a suggestion for a decent food for me to buy for my girls, my poor, my poor baby cats. And I go on Reddit, and and someone's like, oh hey, I bought this food, which is like the food that I had, but it's been discontinued. Does anyone have any recommendations? And the comments are like, oh my god, you buy that food? Do you know cats can't process carbohydrates? Your pancreases <laughs> don't make amylase. And it's like, dude, fucking. <laughs> 
It's a cat, man. It's a shit shits in a box and sits in the sun. I don't oh think it really cares, man. <laughs> like you fucking ruined everything, guys. Yep. Sorry. I just had to I just had to just had to get into that. Yeah, no, it's this is what the podcast is for. God in heaven. Alright, I'm I'm clicking right. There's a really good one here. Mm-hmm. Um and it's about two well two Seiko models? Yeah. Go for it. Rusty Bolt 53. Why is why isn't there more love for the Shogun or the Turtle? It's a great fucking question. I I I have a jaded answer. What's your answer though? I think that the interesting part of this question is the Shogun. I think the Agreed. Turtle is still getting love, Agreed. but I feel like the Shogun has always been in the shadows. And it's an interesting time to bring this up because the Shogun was also always kind of hovering in that $900 price bracket. So I I think sumos and turtles and stuff got got way more um, attention uh, because those were historically like 300 bucks. But now when you're looking at an $800 sumo and a $900 shogun, where you look at the shogun, it's got like a nice movement, full titanium case, bracelet, dia shield coating. Um, Yeah, I think it's time that the shogun gets some, some more love. But... To, to answer your question, I, I think I think it was a, a price difference price, for the most part. Yes, price difference. I mean, obviously, I understand why this watch was more expensive. It's quite nice. I think it has a, which, which which one which one of the movements is in here? It's not one of the eights. It's is it? I think the, it's six R. Six R. It's six R. I yeah. think it's the titanium that drove yeah. the price up for this thing. Titanium and um, weren't they limited when they first rolled out? I don't know. I, no, I don't think they were limited, but they were always kind of like weird to find. Yeah. Um, I think right now it hasn't. I think even to this day, it's not very popular because Seiko hasn't reissued it, or have they? And I'm just not they, aware. They came up. It, it went through the same thing. There was a, a prospex version and and a non-prospex. For Christ's sake. So. So yeah, I, I think I I, I to, so to answer, fuck was your fuck was your name, bro? Rusty. Yeah, Rusty Bolt. 53 um i think the turtle is honestly pretty popular i think that the you know srp triple seven pepsi turtle i think that is actually all still getting plenty of love the shogun historically probably hasn't just because i mean i think you hit the nail on the head bro i think price yeah but, but i mean now you know i could I spend think... 900 bucks for a sumo or i could spend 100 bucks for a fucking titanium shogun yeah dude <laughs> great question uh bu- 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 what the fuck god damn it watch watch <laughs> well now you gotta read it now i gotta fucking read it god damn it <sighs> this one comes to us from watch squatch very good friend watch squatch if you were going to if you're gonna smuggle a watch in your butt to give to michael's kids and he had to s- submit a second tile because i guess he ran out of space <laughs> Which watch would it be? Which 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 watch would you choose, and why? Uh, I think I think why is the biggest part of this question. <laughs> Just I have a lot of whys. I'm asking why a lot in regards to this question. <laughs> um, why am I sneaking watches to Michael's kids? First of all. First of all. Second of all. In what sort of situation would I have to sneak? A watch in my butt. Why is it in my butt? Can it just bake into like a cake? That seems much less invasive yeah. than like in whatever. 
Uh, what watch would I choose? Uh, why does Why does Michael have kids? Yeah, see, that's the other big question, right? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Whose fucking kids are these? Uh, let me think. What watch would <laughs> I, I just wake up and they're there? To say, Hi, Dad. You just jump out a window. <laughs> this isn't the life I wanted. Um, I'm trying to think of something that isn't too angular. That would be pretty. That has like a net. Sure, Michael, I have to concept. answer the question. I have to answer the. I have to answer the question. It needs to have like it already. It needs to have like a like a like an ergonomic suppository sort of shape to it. Um, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to think. Maybe a no. What's that watch? Hold on. Let me look. One second. Give me a second. It would have to be like a smart watch. With like smart, a smart watches a, a are resin. huge, dude. I, I, if I had to put a Samsung gear up my ass, I'd have to <laughs> anally gape myself with a hockey puck first. I'm not doing that, man. I'll do one of these Lady Cartier tanks, or no, no, this Panther, Panther de Cartier, Cartier. This is a slim looking watch. It's a lady's watch, so it's and from the full length uh, Bulgari snake. Yeah, I'm not giving myself a colonoscopy <laughs> to get your fucking kids a watch. All right, I've done that. Never again. Well, no, I haven't. Uh, That's my life. But um, yeah, I would choose this Cartier Panther Day Cartier watch. This looks pretty slim. Thanks. The, the kids will love it. Yeah, but on on leather bracelet's gonna catch hair. <laughs> I'm not about that. So do you want do you want to move on to the next section? I would very much like to. Yes. So <laughs> clicking right. Thanks. Watch. Watch. Uh, this first one's interesting, actually. Interesting kind of um, watch journalism question. Okay, I'll bite. Um, I answered the last one. <laughs> Grog underscore JD. What up? What the fuck has... What the fuck has people so worked up about the Q Timex? Hodinky influence? Question mark? Um, I definitely don't think it's that last part. Okay. Uh, I think a lot of... I think a lot of uh, websites kind of simultaneously pick that up. Um, and and pushed it really hard. Some more yeah. so than than Hodinkee. Um, I kind of feel like it was just one of those watches that happened at the right time. There was there's already been basically 2019 is like ground zero for Pepsi craze anything. Yes. Um, and uh, you know, folks, the same thing happened to the Timex Marlin. You know the 34 millimeter yeah. one when it came out you know the first the first mechanical release timex in like decades yeah um and so i i, I would argue that it was bound to happen um with the with the q timex during this era of pepsi fever and with the watch instagram influencer crowd being so active these days i think it's a combination of all of those things and honestly, I I think it's a it's a fine looking watch, but I don't think uh, I don't think you should ever. Well, you know, hold on a second. Did did okay. they sell that one in their shop? In the Hodinky shop or Timex shop? Uh, the Hodinky shop. I do not. I don't, I don't actually, think they did. Didn't they? Wasn't that one of the things that people were talking about? I don't think they. I don't think they sell it. Find out right now. That, okay, otherwise, I would I would argue that maybe yeah they did play a role. Uh, they did not, but they were definitely one of the first mm. to like 
you know, as usual, publish with like real photos and stuff. Um, it's a hundred seventy nine dollar watch, and to see what folks have paid for it is just completely out of this world. I think what contributed to it. I do agree that it was definitely like right timing. And I think people's knee-jerk love for the Pepsi bezel is very real. I do think Hodinkee did play a part though because it turns into a FOMO thing because it's all based on exposure. Taking Hodinkee, let's just take Hodinkee's name out of it. Let's just say some other giant watch blog covered it. More people saw it. Statistically speaking, of all those people that saw it, some of them are going to buy it. And because a bunch of people saw it, and if, let's say, 10 or 15% of the people that saw it ended up buying it, since it was such a large pool of impression exposure to begin with, it makes it seem like to people that everyone's buying this watch. And so if everyone's yeah. buying this watch, oh, fuck, maybe there's something to it. I'll just fucking buy this watch, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I do. So I don't think the Hodinkee name had a big influence. I think Hodinkee's um, exposure structure definitely played sort of a, had like a snowball's effect where... Uh, oh, it's sold out. Oh, if it's sold out, I'm going to jump on it the second it comes in, you know, the second wave. Okay, I, I, I'm on the second wave now, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? I think that definitely... Um, and that's something that happens a shit ton with fucking watches, like the stupid FOMO thing, because then you buy the watch and you're like, yeah, I got it, I won. Eh. You know? Because I saw one of those cute Timex in person when I was at Red Bar Buffalo. Shout out to my dudes over at Buffalo. That was a really cool time. Um, and the watch was fun, but dude, fuck the watch. That bracelet. Yeah, is the best part of the watch. Why is no yeah, one talking about the bracelet absolutely. on the watch? <laughs> right? Yeah, they're cool. I mean, just you know, buy one for what it's supposed to cost. I mean, they they came out with a second wave and whatever. If you get it like three months later, like at least you didn't pay like three times what yeah. it what it cost. Yeah. Um, Great question. What about the like, one, what about the one next to it? Do you know how to answer that? I don't. I I, I don't. <laughs> I don't. Can we just give him a shout out? Yeah, good question. Watch is off. We do not know how a slide rule bezel works. Yeah. Sorry, man. Uh, we just... I think it's just one of those. I actually that brings up uh, probably a good, good um, like episode topic, like the most common complications <sighs> that people have no clue how to use. Tachometers. So, like, yeah, or like think about think about the the demographic or the pool of individuals wearing a yacht master two. Yeah. Like, how, do you think do you think they know how the countdown like chronograph works or like they've ever used it? Nope. <laughs> so just call really, it out. Really just call like think. I see it, man. Nope. You know. Yeah, I got a slide rule on this watch. I mean, I've used slide rules before, um, but they were for like very basic like fuel distance stuff, like in class but like i don't know how to use a calculator but i know how to use i know how to write boobless on the calculator yeah, <laughs> but i don't know how to use it they, i i like these questions um because it's very it's very cool to like just check as of 2019 what do you think about the question just below just below the slide rule one uh yeah oh cool <laughs> that could be fun shall i shall i read it or do you want to read it i can't remember who went last Wait a minute. This there's a really weird part of this question. What watch watch you'd buy with fifty thousand dollars? Fifty thousand donuts. But the caveat is it can't be <laughs> mechanical or a Seiko. Yeah. Uh, dude, I don't. I don't. 
There's got to be some fucking emerald rolled quartz fucking Chopard that we can buy. I mean, yeah, I, I guess at that point it would be like something diamond encrusted. At $50,000, yes. Or we can go full cursed monkey paw and buy like seven $8,000 watches that are quartz and interesting, right? How many yeah, Stego GMT, uh, how, how many Grand Stego quartz GMTs can we buy for $50,000? Oh yeah, that's true. Oh no, hold on! It can't be Seiko. Fuck! It can't be. It can't be Seiko. God damn you, Adam six three six zero. What about um? Do any of those like Citizen Campanolas get that expensive or no? Uh, yes, they get well not fifty thousand, but they get to about ten thousand. Oh, that's a tough question, man. We can buy five of those. Okay, Michael, let's just be real. Let's just take the fifty thousand dollars and start our own micro brand and make quartz watches. I don't want to. I don't want to watch brand. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Um, I want no part of that life. <laughs> fifty thousand bucks. Like what? Well, hold on. I'm just gonna Google quartz watch fifty thousand dollars and just see what even pops up. Oh, you know what? There mm. is. Um, I know which one I would pick. Yeah. Um, there is a quartz Richard Mille. Really? Which one? It's a it's a pretty ugly one too. Um, what is the full model? Oh, is it this? Is it is it this red one? No, that that's uh. So look up the Richard Mille RM zero three three. Oh, wait, is this quartz? No, that one's not quartz. Type I don't in know. type in Richard Mille RM011. Is this it? It's a quartz. It says quartz automatic flyback. Oh, that's way more than Ah, uh, we don't know what we're talking about. I think that's the material. That might be that might be a call out to some sort of material. Oh, that. you're right. Fuck you, Internet. I was leading yeah, that's, astray. You've, you've completely stumped us, Adam. 6360. Well, here. What fucking watch would you buy, Adam? Why don't you DM us <laughs> and let us know what watch you would buy for $50,000. That's <laughs> not mechanical or a Seiko. Yeah. Right? There you go. DM us. Let us know what's up. Adam6360. Great question, man. Um, any other ones you want to get to on this tile or should we move on? We can move on. Going right. Uh, pff, I love the first one. Uh, I don't know what the hell the second one means. Uh, I don't know, dude. <laughs> I kind of... Uh, what? I kind of like the first question. I think, I think you can answer it. All right, let's do it. This one comes to us from good friend Oversteer, uh, who had a question answered last time. You guys are lucky. Oversteer is asking, uh, if you had a charming bird, what would you name it? I have two. I'd have two charming birds. And I would name one Lucifer and one Mortimer. I think Mortimer is the name. Those are the names of the crows in the Haunted Mansion. Okay. So that's, that's, my, cute. that's my answer. What would you name your charming bird, Michael? Oh, I wouldn't want a charming bird. What's the little... I... I'd work with Jack Adro to make my charming bird um, the little yellow one. 
from uh, the Peanuts cartoon. Could you imagine? That would be the ultimate Peanuts Oh my watch. god, that would be great. <laughs> Is it Woodstork? Woodstock? Woodstock? Wood, I think it's Woodstock. I don't know. I'm not like I always a, forget. I always like forget a, his name. I'm not, I'm not like a peanutologist, so I'm not too sure. <laughs> I'm not an expert in Charles Schultz peanuts. Uh, ben is yelling at us now. <laughs> like, <through. laughs> um, let's see. I'm I'm gonna move on to the next the next slide here. Let's do it right. <laughs> God damn it! We can't take that one because we already answered one of his questions. Yeah, but it is it is funny. It's a great question though. <laughs> Um, well, let's see. If, okay, well, let's see if there's anything else on him that's worthy. If there's not, then we can take that one. Um, oh my god, it's funny. Yeah, we've already answered that one. I like the one from uh, the one at the bottom of the left column. The one that starts with an R, or the one that starts with the W. W. Yeah, go for it. Wandering hour. What makes you still care about this hobby? The deep question. I think we actually kind of addressed this last time. Um, um, our friend Mratchek, Mratchek Productions, Mr. Ace K Productions, oh, yeah. um, was uh, you know he asked like you know what do you ever get burned out? Do you ever get burned out? You know like, how do you how do you keep the enthusiasm? So this is very much in the same vein. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll address it quickly. The reality is um, what makes me still care about this hobby is Michael, you know, my better half and broke watch snobbery and each and every one of you guys listening. If, yeah. if I was just, if I wasn't doing TBWS and I was just looking at watches this whole time or whatever, like I would have just, I would have been super fucking jaded and just not have had any excitement in neurology at all. However, doing TBWS, um, shooting the shit with Michael, poking fun at the watch industry and all of its fucking unnecessary intricacies and stupid quirks and bullshit, that makes it fun. So poking fun about the watch industry, hanging out with you guys, all the TBWS family, and um, obviously hanging out with my better half and bro watching Aubrey Michael. That, for me, makes me still care about um, urology. And, okay, a fourth item. Actually encountering a watch that authentically I will love. I will really have a strong, like, connection with. It does still happen, you know? That's my, Those are my answers. Yeah, I was just going to say community. So, yeah. There you go. Same, same page. Very good. Good, great, great question. Wandering underscore hour. Let's, Let's see, see here. What, what about the one above it? I like that. You want to read it? Yeah. This one comes to us from PLM6309. Psalm, yeah. Psalms 630. I have no idea. PLM6309. If you could have one watch from the other person's collection, which one? I'm assuming the other person, Michael, is each other. So what watch would you have from my collection? And then inversely to me, what watch would I have from, from your collection? Uh, I'm going to call the guy out on air. Um... If my Instagram would work. Well, hold on. Are you choosing from my collection or someone else's collection? I'm choosing from someone else's collection. Oh, okay, okay. Because I think the question means to be from from our from each other's collection. But you can choose. Oh, if you could have one watch from the other person. Oh, from the other person's collection. So sorry, oh, your choosing pool watch. is limited to my my meager collection uh, of trinkets and orological hmm. refuse. We can listen, Michael. This is our fucking show. If you want to take someone else's watch. 
I'd pick the I'd pick the um I'd pick the chrono. The Which one? The um, the uh, the Russian the Russian pilot chrono that you have with I, the twelve hour internal rotating The Polyon thirty one thirty three, really? Fuck yeah. That's very surprising. I'd get that one. I thought you'd get the Christmas chrono or the fucking Orient Star or something like that. But yeah, no, the Polyon thirty one thirty three is a fun one. That's that's the one that yeah. If I could have a watch from your collection, that's the one I'd pick. Wow. Yeah. I fucking forgot that watch existed. <laughs> <laughs> you want to give it to me? <laughs> I can. I'm happy to lend it to you, man. I haven't worn it. Uh, I haven't worn it in a bit. I should though. I should wear it. You should. You should. You should wear that thing, man. You know. Uh. So to me, what watch would I choose from your collection? I'd probably choose the Speedmaster. It's a fine fucking watch, right? It's a pretty good choice. You know, chrono for chrono. Yeah. Cro- chrono chrono cross. We've crossed chronos. I think that's the only time chrono cross <laughs> has ever been used. It's not a video game or anything. Whatever, dude. Chrono trigger. Um, yeah, that's my choice. I, 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 I think your Speedmaster, in particular your Speedmaster, I love it because it's just... It's the quintessential like epitome of what I think of as a Speedmaster. It's not fucking... It doesn't have all this extra crazy shit. It doesn't have like a Snoopy on it, which is really, really cool. Have, I'm not like bashing the Snoopy one. It's not made out of like fucking like 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 gold. It's not, it's just it's just it's a fucking Speedmaster that I can go grocery shopping with, or I can go to a really nice dinner with. You know what I mean? Exactly. So straight up, great question. PLM six three zero nine. Anything else on here? Or should we move to the next one? Let's move to the next one. Let's see what we find here. Okay, we should probably answer the first one because it, it is the second time. In all fairness, it's the second time he's asked this, and he's a great friend of the show. Go for it. Okay, this one comes to us from our excellent friend Farlius, and he re, he re, he reiterates again because he asked this before and we just didn't get the chance to get to it again. Does hanging mad dong also include hanging mad balls? He's also asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> a couple general questions on this slide there are did you guys get together and coordinate all the all the dick questions to be within the same five five minutes i do love the one the very last question on here as well um so farley is to answer your question does hanging mad watchdog also include hanging mad balls I don't think so. I think hanging mad watchdog is specific to the 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 the, the hanging of the shaft, because the thing is the hanging of the shaft and like the tautness of the balls uh, elicits like a very dominant like dude like 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 you know it's not that I have a big cock and balls it's that I have a big cock. The the hanging of the balls I think might get across the wrong message. Um, plus. Toilet splashback with hanging balls is a real issue. It's harder to deter, like if you if you have, if you're like sitting on the toilet. You know what I mean? If you're sitting on the toilet and you have a giant dick, you can at least grab it, like and like just like like, like hurl it to the side. With the balls, it's trying to grab like it's try, it's like trying to grab runny eggs. It's like oh fuck man, you know what I mean? And so it's, I would say, ideally, it's probably just hanging mad doll. Also, this is the time to explain you shouldn't listen to the show with your kids in the car. Yeah, and if you ever wonder why we don't run ads with like Tudor and Omega and stuff on our website, that's because of moments like this. The past thirty seconds of air is is fucking why. That's we just uh, 
lost that opportunity a long time ago actually sorry michael it's all good you should fire <laughs> you should fire me and and, and hire <laughs> hire my npr personality herbert sherbert he'll fucking he'll fucking bring the game dude <sighs> you want to answer the one next to it or do have we had enough, have we had no, enough that's, dick it, talk? that's enough that's enough okay <laughs> um <laughs> i like the very last one on here but hold on I between like, that is there any the, you know the one just under Farlius, I actually want to make it an episode because that's really cool. Should we call it? Should we call it out? But let him know we'll make it an episode. Yeah, Sandwich Time Channel asks which four watches are on your Mount Rushmore of quartz watches. I think that'd be a fucking beautiful. That'd be a, that'd be a great episode. like President's Day episode. Oh, when is President's Day? We just missed it, didn't we? I think we probably did, when but we'll do it sooner. Let's just choose another country's president's days. When is it like President's Day in Czechoslovakia, or do they not have presidents? <laughs> I'm not sure. How long are they still? But wait, hold on. Are is it that they used to be Czechoslovakia and they're now Czech Republic, or were they used to be Czech Republic and now they're Czechoslovakia? President's Day. President's Day is in February, so we're actually okay. No, we're okay. We're okay. Do, you, do you want? Do you want me to call it the very last one on this slide? Yes. Also a good friend it. of the show. Great friend of the show. I love the question. I have an this, answer, but I'm curious what your answer is. This one comes from Watch Medicine. What's the worst thing you had to edit out of the podcast? Well, I'll be selective in the way I answer this because then I'm going to have to edit it again. Uh, <laughs> I'd ask you to do the same. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think about this a lot. Um, I... I we just to, like just to clarify yeah we don't edit the show a lot something has to be really fucking terrible for michael and yep. i'd be like all right we should probably take that out of, out of the but, final but we, we have censored ourselves before and i i just edited a word uh there was a word that i said that i cut out that doesn't really um translate well as you you know go border to border Okay. Uh, it's a very common, very common, light-hearted word in, uh, say, you know, Scotland? Australia <laughs> or the UK. Or okay. I know, know. I know exactly what we're talking about. Very good. Um, yeah, I had to cut out the C word. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm not going to say it again, I, I, which is one of my favorite words of all time. <laughs> but it I understand quite, it, it probably... Is, it's quite therapeutic to yell it in anger. You know what would I mean? Not, would not land well with some audiences. No. I think the worst thing that I remember us editing out is, do you remember when I went on a 15-minute tirade about Robert Kirkman and Image Comics? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I spoke for like 15 or 20 minutes just talking about Robert Kirkman and Image <laughs> Comics, and afterwards I'm like, can you please cut that out of the final cut? <laughs> and I think you, I hope you did. I'm pretty sure you did, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. Thank I did. you. So yeah, that's I didn't probably... understand why, but I'm sure there was a reason. It's just not worth it, man. It's just it's just not worth it to leave this shit on there. You know what I mean? So yeah, that was God I talked for a long time about that. I remember that. It felt great. But afterwards I had like post coital realization. I'm like, oh fuck, we should probably not air we should, we shouldn't air that. That's ridiculous. It's a goddamn watch <laughs> podcast, Michael. So yeah, I think um you using that expletive uh and then me going on a rant about robert kirkman and image comics for 20 minutes yeah those off the top of my head <laughs> those didn't make it on air um should we call out the question right next to it let's see uh yes yeah, that's, that's a good that's a good one take <laughs> it away it's a great question this one comes to us from d fitel d-f-e-i-t-e-l uh, is this podcast really cheaper than therapy for Kaz? Well, yes, because if I talk to a, a licensed 
credentialed therapist, professional, if I talk to them for five minutes about hanging balls and dong, dude, they would they would probably put me away. I, Does I this would mean be, I should be charging money. I'm I mean, billing you could. your insurance. Yeah, bill my bill my insurance. Talking with friends, seventy five dollars an hour. You know, uh, yes, this uh, doing this podcast is way cheaper uh, than therapy for me, and a lot more a lot more fun. Plus, I don't have to live under the possible threat of you guys. You know, having the folks in white coach take me away if I make suicide jokes on air. You know, yeah. which I have done before. You know. Good times. Good times. Uh, next, next, next slide. There's a really good one. This is the on last slide, slide, which is actually great timing because we're getting close to the end of our of our of our time slot. But this is actually this actually really great questions on here. Um. Oh my God! Didn't you just talk about the one? Yeah. Dude, yeah. that's hilarious. Here, you take that. Your boy Crude's opinion. AP white ceramic. I love the way AP does ceramic. Um, I, in the last q and I, I think I called out the white ceramic GMT Turbion. Mm-hmm. as like just a ridiculous like grail watch. Um, and I, you're probably referring to the, the one, the full white ceramic perpetual calendar that's been getting some press lately. Um, I, I love them. I like AP is my, my white whale brand, uh, in, in a lot of senses. That's awesome. Um, and are you looking at this very last one? I think it's kind of funny. <laughs> the one from the person whose name starts with an S? Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting question, actually. Shall I take it? Or yeah. start it? So this one comes to us from Seiko Daily. Um, is Orient the budget Seiko? Um, and he did want to clarify uh, to me, he does not mean that derogatorily. He also collects Orients, LOL. Um, I guess it is now. Uh, well, I I don't know. It's tough because so budget Seiko, so budget XYZ kind of gives across the impression of, oh, they're trying to do exactly what the, this brand is trying to do, but obviously they're charging less. I don't really think Orient's trying to do what Seiko is doing, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So is Orient the budget Seiko? I think that's a pretty quick assumption that people make. Oh, they're both Japanese brands. You know, Orient's Japanese brand, Seiko's Japanese brand, but I can afford, more likely I can afford an Orient Mako, like an Orient Mako 2 than I could like, you know, one of these new Seiko 5s that are coming out for 400 USD. Yeah. I don't think it's the budget version of Seiko. I think Orient has, is unable to position itself to really show us what they can do and how expressive they can be writing on their history, writing on their in-house fucking technology, um, and just their commitment to just quality. You know, I don't consider Orient the, 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 the budget Seiko, but I think a lot of people um, unfortunately make that, um, make that assumption. What I think Orient could do in order to differentiate themselves, sorry, my fucking speech impediment was kicking in, differentiate themselves, is um, really, really, what's the word? Consolidating and unionizing their world message. Because right now, the way Orient functions is Orient USA functions differently from Orient Europe. Orient Europe functions differently from fucking, I don't know, Orient madagascar or Australia, i don't fucking know all these different orient hubs don't coordinate 
they don't get proper direction um, to my knowledge or they aren't strongly encouraged to take proper direction from sort of like you know world headquarters which I think is in Akita in Akita Japan or that's one of or maybe that's where one of the orange star workshops is um, you know what I mean so I I think if they so that's the need they need they need to they need to consolidate all of this kind of fractured messaging that's out there and then at the same time they need to do something and I don't often encourage this but I think it's important they have to hang watchdog with one piece that's just totally insane it's not even for sale they need to do a concept car to show mm -hmm. people what they can do you know what I mean? How crazy would that be, dude? Do you have yeah. any idea if my Orient Christmas... Hold on, I'm holding right now. If my Orient Christmas Chrono was normal commercial production and easily available here in the United States, do you have any idea how crazy this thing would sell? Yeah. Like, you know? For sure. So that's that's my that's my answer. I love Orient. I don't think Orient's a budget seiko, but I do think they've allowed themselves to be seen that way because it's just they got to get their shit together. Orient headquarters in in Japan. I don't know if it's if it's in Tokyo or if it's in Akita. They need to get their shit together. So that's that's my answer. I don't know what your answer is to that. <laughs> I don't have an answer. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, great, great, great question. Um. This two one here we could combine as one, or should we should we call it? Should we call it an official end? Or is this a good or is this are these last two good ways to actually end the QA? Um we'd have to end it right after. Yeah. But yeah, we can combine these. We're gonna combine two questions from our very good friend MW Hunsicker. Hunsicker. Uh he is asked in in conjunction who came up with the TBWS name. And who uh, first had the idea for TBWS, Mike or Kaz? My answer to both is, I do not know. I think you came up with the name, for sure. Like, that, that I know for sure you came up with the name. No way. That's a yeah. Tuber Washup is a great name. There's no fucking way I came up with that. You, yeah, you, you, <laughs> you did it first. That, for sure, you came up with the name. Okay, I'll, I'll. If you're, if you're, and if I, you've... I clear, I remember being at work also <laughs> with you. If you feel strongly about it, then okay, I will accept. I will accept blame for coming up with the name <laughs> and forever killing our opportunity to sell sponsored posts. And sponsored spot. <laughs> I'm not going to sponsor a spot with the two broke watch snaps. Um, what about the first time we had the idea for TBWS? I, I think I think it was one of those same time things. I think yeah. around the time we started coming up with the idea is when there weren't that many watch podcasts out there. I think there was two or three. Yeah. And the stuff they were putting out was really not that great. Not to sound mean. Okay, no, I'm sure it was great. But for people who have taste and and like price restrictions, okay, people who have people who prefer humor and are poor, probably weren't that many great podcasts out there. Yeah, you know. And I think um, it just kind of naturally just grew out of that. You know, just recognizing the need that something is missing within the podcasting world and then also there's not really a podcast out there that we love to listen to yeah i'd say so yeah so great question m w hunsicker so that's it man i'm calling it that is an end 
is the official end of the TBWS two-part Q&A special to commemorate the, the gargantuan milestone of reaching 150 episodes. Now 151. This is 151 times you have heard Michael and I bring it to the table and talk about fucking God knows what. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, God knows what we talk about on this show. Um, here's to 151 more. Uh, Michael... It's been a pleasure serving with you. Thank you for not firing me. Uh, I do fear the day where you wake up and you're like, what the fuck am I? I should fire Kaz. Hire, hire like a really smart, really smart podcast host like that Herman Sherbert guy. It that won't guy. be the same. That'd be <laughs> funny if, if I just get on the show by myself one day and like I say that I fire you and then just from that point on, we only hear from Herman. But it's be, just you. That'd be like a very Andy Kaufman thing to do, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Hi guys, this is Herman Sherberts. Really uh, happy to be replacing Kaz. I got some big shoes to fill, but you know what? I think we're gonna make it. <laughs> I am wearing the Vacheron Constantine. I have no idea why. Every time I do Herman Sherbert, he's wearing a Vacheron Constantine. Seems like a Vacheron guy. He seems yeah. right. You know, it's tasteful. It's not too ostentatious, but he's still letting the watch guys out there know, hey guys, I'm yeah. into watches. You know. But it has been it has been a wild ride, and thank you everyone for for listening. Thank you each and every one of you for making this possible, for really helping us have a great time every week. On that note, I'm excited um, to do a not Q and A episode <laughs> next yeah. week. What should we do next week? What do you want to talk about? Something fun. We'll figure it out. Something fun. Let's do it. I think it's that sad time. I think it's that sad, sad time. Thank you so much to everyone whose question we brought up on air. Thank you so much to everyone that submitted a question. Um, any of the ones that, you know what, I didn't get to, I will see if I can just DM you guys answers. Um, I can I can go through and try to remember. I can't remember. I, I'm not going to promise it's going to happen quickly. So that's my promise to you. But uh, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, just thank you to everyone for liking the show. Um, I think it's that sad time, man. Sad time. Sad time. You want to close this out and then I'll, uh, I'll, I'll zip it up? Thanks for listening, guys. My name is Mike. And this is Kaz. You have been listening to the Two Broke Watchdogs. Later.